this episode of the This Is Believe When Real Browns Fans podcast. I am your host, James Mistrucci. I am joined by my co-host, Jordan Cohen. Jordan, it's been quite the day, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been quite the week, to be honest with you. <laughs> Uh, I took a hell of a time. I picked a hell of a time to go on vacation. Let me tell you that. Uh, yeah, seems, you did. How how is Disney? Uh, Disney Universal was a lot of fun, but it seems like every time I go out of town during football season, some ridiculousness happens. Uh, the last time, a couple years ago, was in 2019, and we had the whole handshake gate between Baker and Richard Sherman. So, you know, uh, whenever I leave, uh, ridiculousness happens. But before we get into the news of the week, the day, whatever. And uh, the preview of the Browns' upcoming match, uh, game, matchup, whatever, with the Bengals. Uh, just a reminder to like, comment, subscribe, share, tell your friends and family. If you don't, it's stealing. This podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud. This is BelieveOne.com, RealBrownsFans.com. Okay, now let's get into it. Uh, the Browns are going to be releasing Odell Beckham Jr. Wow. <laughs> uh, I'm... I didn't think it would happen during the season. I thought maybe a divorce would come after the season. But it it reached a boiling point uh, after this past week when Beckham was targeted once in the entire game. Yeah, I mean, this is the consequence. Uh, and we listen, we don't know what is going on entirely. Uh, sooner or later, Jason Lloyd will have the full story. Or Zach, it'll be somebody at the athletic will have the full story because out of all of the outlets, the only one that I think has given Baker fair shake is the athletic, mm-hmm. um, in both good and bad ways, right? Yeah. The Freddie Kitchens year, they were all saying, "Listen, Baker probably isn't this bad," mm-hmm. but then this year, they've also been the ones saying Baker's playing like crap. Yeah. Um. So so and they've been both supportive and critical of Stansky. I trust the athletic. That's where the story will come up, but. Saying that and saying we don't know what happened yet, I think let's just look at the facts we know. Odell Beckham had been targeted 34 times this year to what? I, you you had the stat. Tyreek Hill was tar- has been targeted 90? 90. Yeah. So, okay, so there's that. And then second, well, oh, Odell has the most targets on the team. That's well, not an accomplishment. <laughs> no, especially because he has so few catches because the throws are so bad. Like, I I at this point think there is an inability for some reason i i my belief right now based on like what i've seen it's not personal i think baker struggles with receivers that run option routes he but does like guess what all the best receivers are going to do that because that's why they were the best yeah um and, and baker was just missing them and that's really the ultimate of thing that i thought happened is that baker could not figure it out or Odell was going to be. Mm-hmm. And what is most concerning to me is it like, listen, if Odell was a malcontent, it was hurting the chances of us winning more than not, then you cut him or you trade him. Yes. I don't, I, everything we have heard mm-hmm. suggests Odell's not a malcontent. Yes. Outside now, of the one anonymous player. Yes. Right. Uh, right. And like, I believe his dad posted that. I believe those probably were real feelings Odell had. But mm-hmm. I think as far as production on the field, or not production, but like coaching other teammates, like Anthony Schwartz and Donovan Peoples-Jones, have both come out saying like how much like Odell helped them. I don't think he was a malcontent. No, I, I don't either. Was, like, and you and I have talked about this a lot, both on the podcast and offline. 
if we were in the prime of our career and we were in a job that literally was not utilizing us, mm-hmm. right? Like this is the time where we can make the most money or like where we're preparing to get like the next big job, right? The exec VP job. Mm-hmm. And then we weren't putting being put in situations to get enough underneath our belts to get that job. Mm-hmm. We would leave. Every rational human would leave. This idea that like, well, he didn't love the team is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It is the dumbest thing ever. No kidding he didn't love the team. No player should love their employer uh, like that. Like where you just sacrifice your career because you love your employer so much. Mm -hmm. That's dumb. It is. That's dumb because the employer doesn't love you. And that's what happened. I I think it's that simple. I think Odell was looking out for his career and – I don't know that Odell necessarily was demanding to be cut or if his dad kind of did it for him and he was willing to stop for the rest of the year, like just play and suck it up. Mm-hmm. I, we don't know that. Yeah. But whatever the case, whether it was now or in the summer, Odell had decided he could not risk another year on this team. He, he really can't. I mean, when, when you look at the throws that are getting, you, you watch the game, you see that the throws aren't on top. On target at all. They're they're off. They're off time. They're not in the right spot. It's not where they're supposed to be. They have just never been on the same page. And I, I do have two numbers, both over the past three years, to throw at you here. Uh, among um, quarterbacks targeting a pass catcher at least a hundred times, Mayfield's on target throw percentage to Beckham ranked 90th out of 92. And a very similar stat of got of uh, players targeted. Um, of receivers targeted at least 200 times over the past three seasons. That's 62% of his targets that have been deemed catchable. That's 62nd out of 62 qualifying receivers. Those are piss-poor numbers, plain and simple. And this gets to my theory, right? Odell Beckham is, like, he's an artist, right? Like a lot of these most top receivers, they're artists, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they run great routes, but they're not, like, set routes, right? Like Odell, when he goes to run a route, he is running his own, like he reads the defense Mm -hmm. and the best quarterback receiver combos are quarterbacks that know where the receiver is going to be. Or if they don't, they can see the receiver and gather the route. And I think this gets to Baker's biggest problem, which is he does not have good field vision. Or or maybe it's good field vision, but he doesn't, like, read a play a step ahead. So here's what I'm thinking, because I've seen a lot of discussion about, you know, players, quote-unquote, freelancing. And a lot of people, first of all, don't understand what that means. Okay, number one. Uh, n- number two, you see all the, the, the players actually mentioned as doing it. It's all the best receivers in the league do it because they have a feel for where the spot is to get open. Okay. It, Why the best receivers? Yeah, they're not. If they see that there is an opportunity to make a play, if there's a spot that they can get to, where all the quarterback do has to do is put the ball in that spot, and it's a big play or maybe a touchdown, they're gonna do it. I saw someone bring up a Travis Kelsey quote today, saying that he like never runs a design route on the play because him and his quarterback know where the right spot to be on the on the play is. And the <laughs> fact of the matter is, is that you know I, I've said it over the past couple of years. You look at Baker, he's someone who is a passenger of the offense, which means the plays run him. He's not running the plays, okay? So he might be 
reading the play as it's supposed to be done, but anything he has to do on his own, he's not doing. And so that's when it comes into the, the disconnect between him and Beckham. Beckham is reading the defense, Baker's running the play, and that's not the same thing. Well, and like think about it like this, too, right? And this is for our audience, because I know you and I agree here. Mm-hmm. Um, there are not an infinite number of routes a receiver can run. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and let's go further. Defensive coordinators, just like for all of us here, including you and me, they know more about defense than we do. Mm-hmm. If every receiver could only run, you know, I don't know, 14 different routes, they would know that and they would game plan. Yeah. And we've kind of seen that before with the Browns last year in the playoffs with the Chiefs, where we had no receiver that would could freelance, like could do that mm-hmm. outside of Jarvis. And you don't want Jarvis doing that as much because you kind of want Jarvis running those very quick routes, like slants and seams, mm-hmm. right? Corners, right? Yeah. So, and the Chiefs game plan for it. The reason the best receivers are the best receivers are that they are an impossible formula for defensive coordinators to have. Mm-hmm. And now the Browns don't have that. No, there's nobody on this roster that has the ability or should be doing what Beckham does best. I mean, right. let's be well, honest here. The quarterback like that what is so weird about bakers like the browns have had mediocre quarterbacks like substantially worse than baker that can find their best receiver i mean look at the you know the cast characters josh gordon played with right and and even look at some of the other premier receivers in the league uh over the past decade look how much garbage quarterback play larry fitzgerald had in arizona outside of like the the like the, the what the one year Carson Palmer was good in Arizona and the couple years with Kurt Warner, look at the the cast of characters he had thrown in the ball yet he put up numbers. Look at DeAndre Hopkins pre Deshaun Watson still put up numbers. Yep, I mean, and, and this is what's so weird. Like I I don't actually know that Baker has an idea how to read a defense at an NFL level because I think a lot of the other stuff is there, but like he may just not be able to read a defense like at all i don't think he can i mean but that is like weird right like that is really weird i i think that's what separates a a, a starting nfl quarterback from one who shouldn't be honestly um, but like ryan fitzpatrick brandon whedon all these guys that were not like great defense readers have had like they were able to get their best receiver the ball and, like, Baker, like, can do cool things, like, useful things. He cannot read a defense. I, I do not think he knows how. And I don't know how you fix that. Because at this point, like, I, I don't think that's something that gets better. It's not. Because if you can't read a defense, that's 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 a huge problem. Um, and if the only way that you're able to move the ball is with your quarterback running the play, not running the offense, which are two different things, mm-hmm. you have a problem. And add in the fact that defensive has defenses have now figured out a way to basically make Mayfield completely ineffective, you're screwed. You keep him in the pocket, he is awful. He is a terrible quarterback in the pocket. And that's what defenses have done. They've made him throw from the pocket, and he's looked bad. Right. Well, and now, 
it's going to be a lot easier to do that, right? Because yeah. now you're just going to commit a guy in your secondary to blitz. You're going to get you are. They will keep Baker in the pocket at all costs. They will prevent the run at all costs. Mm-hmm. And you know, early in the season, I was I was tracking the the pressure rates for for Mayfield, and they weren't very high. They were letting him just do whatever. You know, the attempt to read the defense, throw checkdowns, make mistakes possibly. But they said, the hell with that. He's not reading a defense. We're not scared of his arm. They're pressuring him more now. So that's only going to make things worse. They're not worried about him throwing the ball. They're like, we're going to stack the box. We're going to bring pressure. Good luck. No, and here's the other guy, or the other guys, that I think right now are probably thinking about their future. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Mm Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are not going to get a lot more yards this year. No. Unless Baker can find the open receiver, they will not be getting a lot more yards. They're going to be facing eight, nine-man boxes. Yep. I mean, yep. what what is the solution here? I mean, are they going to go even heavier packages? How many times do we see them bust out two or three tight end sets with a fullback? It's uh, How is that going to create running lanes? How is that going to give, you know, give them any opportunity to run the ball? The, the idea, right. the, the, the perfect scenario, the perfect combination was that you would have Beckham on one side, Landry on the other, and that would force the defense to spread out. Well, you took one right. of them out of the equation, which means they're just going to collapse more. But, no, I, but I, hey, we I, got Rashard Higgins, everyone. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I, I still don't know how much Rashard Higgins plays. Like, this is another story for another day, but like... I actually think Najoku's not been terrible this year, at least as a receiver. Uh, I don't think Higgins is going to play much. I still think he's far down on that depth chart. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's going to be like, well, we're going to put Higgins in Beckham's spot because him and Baker got chemistry. No, you know what they'll do is they'll put DPJ there because DPJ can at least run some of those deeper routes. Um, not necessarily well, but he can do it. Uh, I just and that's what they did last year. Like everybody's like, "Oh, well, Higgins replaced him." No, he did not. No, DPJ he... replaced Odell last year. Higgins just got the ball more because Baker was just throwing it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it, it's not the same thing. And I, no, I mean I, I guess like maybe this is like my concern. It's less just about the town, like. I think Stefanski's a good enough head coach that he could overcome that as a, as a tactician. Mm-hmm. I think this locker room's totally divided. Oh, it's, I, I, every I think... player, every player asks whether on Twitter, on an oral interview, like where we saw it or heard it on radio or TV, or just like kind of transcribed in an article. All they've done is supported Odell. There's nothing about we're going to stay united as a team. That's pretty damning to me. Uh, it's pretty damning from multiple angles there, honestly. No, I think this team's going to fall apart. Like, I I, I think that... And Stefanski will fall on the sword for it because that's how the Browns work. Well, he has all season. Um, we've talked about it. He has all season long fallen on the sword for Baker Mayfield. And yep. if there's any a time that I missed a, a coach throwing a quarterback playing like shit under the bus. It's been uh, this season. Uh, 
but I, I kid just a Stefanski's, little bit. I, uh, I mean, but, I, listen, he has not been perfect this year by any stretch, right? We've both said that. Yeah, but that Definitely was going to happen. Back. Right, and that's okay. My concern is the Browns will fire him, bring in Joe fucking Schmo to be the head coach. They'll go 4-12 and 12 next year. Savansky probably has another season as offensive coordinator. Then he gets picked up, and then not necessarily as another Bill Belichick, but like that same type of career. Because the Browns, once again, are pointing the finger at the direction of the guy that is easiest at Bonsword. Right? Because here's the thing. Baker Mayfield sells. I don't mean jerseys. Jerseys aren't, like, unimportant. But more than that, the fans love him. Yeah, the fan base like, loves him. He's in the commercials. He's fun. Listen, yeah. uh, you know, if, if the football thing isn't working out, Baker Mayfield could have a hell of a career as an actor, okay? Well, yeah, and, <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, fans love that guy, so they will keep Baker. Mm-hmm. And I think Stefanski's going to fall on the sword for it. God. And I, I just I think that will be once again making the wrong move. But as an owner of a team... Stefanski doesn't have his name on the back of a jersey. Yeah, you're not you're not selling and, merchandise with Kevin Stefanski's name or face on it, right? You so, know, third parties are, but yeah. the, the Browns aren't. Right, exactly. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day, the Browns are business, and what Browns fans should know, but like they don't, which is so weird to me. This business isn't about winning. No, it's not. It's, about it's money. not. It never has been. It's about making a profit. And Baker Mayfield may not help you win, but he sure as shit helps you make a profit. He does. He does. I mean, that's why he's in the commercials. That's He's... Yep. he's <laughs> he is... I don't know. You, you look at the fan base, it's just someone that they can attach themselves to. And it's... It's funny to me, you know, you, you look at the, the trajectory of, of Baker Mayfield, okay, it, going all the way back to college. It's it's when he has expectations that he seems to fall flat on his face, which I find quite interesting. Well, now, yeah, yeah I mean, now, like, there's, or after this weekend, and we'll talk about the game in a sec, but, like, after this weekend, there won't be expectations. Mm-hmm. There won't be, because this team is not a playoff team anymore. No, they're not. They're, I mean, you right now it is hope for 8-9, and 9-8, nine, nine and eight, and hope that uh, you don't have further division and that no one does something stupid and they have enough informed data to make the smart and correct decision about what they should be doing about some guys in the long term on this roster. Mainly Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward. But as you mentioned, Baker Mayfield makes money, which means makes me think that they might not make the right decision. No, because and this will be a situation where I wonder like what Andrew Barry does, right? Because if Andrew Barry doesn't believe in Baker Mayfield and there's a director from ownership that he has to sign him, if I'm Andrew Barry, I'm young, I'm not doing it. I would quit. I, yeah, I'd resign. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be dragged for the rest of my career for being the guy that signed Baker Mayfield to some, you know, five-year, forty million dollars a year contract, and then have it blow right. up in my face and be known as the guy that signed Baker Mayfield to that contract. 
It's the Kyle Shanahan under Mike Pettin with Johnny Manziel problem, right? Kyle Shanahan was young. He was learning. He was not perfect. There's like some revisionist history how amazing was that season. It was not great. I mean, it was great, like from what we had, but like there were a few games where he has played calling was bad. But Kyle Shanahan was also young and knew he was learning. So Kyle Shanahan went to the Browns and was like, I want out. And guess what? Like, Andrew Barry, if I'm Andrew Barry, it's the same thing, right? Andrew Barry's not been perfect. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it's also hard to dispute that he has improved a lot over the past year. Like, he has improved. And if I'm Andrew Barry, I'm – like, Stefanski actually has it easier in that route, right? Because Stefanski's not making the personnel decision. But Andrew Barry is. And mm-hmm. this gets to a problem. So, like, this is nothing against Miles Garrett. Uh, I mean, it is a little bit. But, like, I think Miles Garrett's fantastic. The Browns are ha- have Miles Garrett as the most expensive defensive player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Or defensive end, maybe. Um, that's a problem. Like, he's not that dominant. He gets sacks, which are nice. But, I mean, there's more to the position than just sacks. Like, I'm not saying he's bad. Like, he's a great player. He's in, like, that lower end of the top tier of defensive end. Mm-hmm. But defensive end, like more than this, is it's a sexy position. It has, to me, Miles Garrett, how many plays a game do you really think his impact makes a difference? It's Ten? A, uh, yeah, maybe. Ten, most? Meanwhile, like a cornerback? Like Greg Newsom is a guy that's going to get no credit this year because of how bad everything's going to be. Greg Newsom is making an impact 15, 20, 25 plays a game. Not always a positive one, but he's making an impact. Yeah. You can pretty much count on him to do something more often than not. Right. And and part of that's the nature of the position, right? Aaron mm-hmm. Donald's the same way. Like Aaron Donald, because he rushes in the interior on run plays and pass plays, he is important. Yes. Miles does not like watch Miles Garrett and run defense. This is strategic and it's what the Browns should do, but it's important to note. Miles Garrett takes a lot of run plays off unless the running back breaks on that left side past the initial defensive line. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Miles Garrett kind of just takes a block, right? Like, that's smart. Like, he reads that very well. I am not saying, like, anything. I, I get it. But they are way overpaying for a guy that doesn't contribute every defensive play because of the nature of his position. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to be way, way overpaying the quarterback. And I don't care if salary cap rate rises. Um, the, the second they give Baker Mayfield $40 million a year is the second Super Bowl window shuts. Because then they do not have the money. I mean, I'll argue with you right now and say uh, it's already shut. I don't think they have no, one. I mean, good, right. But, but my point is, like, officially. Like, yeah, yeah, officially, there, sure, there, sure. There, there, there's no, like... I think there's a world where the Browns this offseason can try to get a guy like Aaron Rodgers in, right, or Russell Will, somebody like that. And well, after, like uh, Matt, after the events of today, I'm not too interested in Aaron Rodgers. But... Fair, fair. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean, right? You yeah. know what I mean. Like, it, or like what the 49ers did with Trey Lance, right? Like, yeah. shoot, they didn't open a Super Bowl window this year, but they did in the future by mm-hmm. that pick. Um, yeah. The, the Browns could do that. The second they pay Baker Mayfield $40 million a year for five years, the second you can't do that anymore. Yeah, that's 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 the moment that, like, it officially does close. But uh, just, 
I, I don't think there's one personally. I think there are lots of issues and deficiencies with this roster. Uh, I was I was a lot more optimistic and hopeful earlier in the season, but at the same time, I did acknowledge that there is a definitely a world where this exists, and we're in that world, and it sucks. I mean, again, my only question is, I don't know that it is... Like, I'm just talking about the defense right now. So can we just focus on the defense for a second? Yeah, and let's like, focus on defense. I know sure. we're not necessarily going to talk a lot about the Bengals, but I think like this is more important at this point. Yes. I don't believe for a second that John Johnson, who for the past three years has been one of the five best safeties in the NFL, is actually just mediocre. Right? I don't believe that. I don't believe that a guy like JOK is so dominant when he plays, but then there's some reason we don't know about why he is not playing every snap Mm -hmm. when he's healthy. Yeah. Right. I I don't believe that a guy like Anthony Walker, who was never great, but like he was reliable Mm -hmm. in Indianapolis is actually just a really terrible linebacker. Like, I, I just don't believe these things. And to me, that's a big question mark, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I, the, there are, listen, a guy like Denzel Ward, I overestimated because I assumed like most NFL cornerbacks, he would learn how to defend his zone and he just hasn't. He's, right? just, he's just not his own corner. Some guys aren't. I mean, right. Uh, right. I, a player I look back to all the time uh, is Nandi Asimov for the Raiders. He played nothing but yeah. man in Oakland. So he went to Philly, they played zone, and he fell off a damn cliff. Yeah. It happens. I, yep. And, and I, 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 I don't know. I, 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 I get it, right? It happens. I don't like, I also think like when you look at the roster, right? Like, Newsom's playing really well. JOK, when he plays, like, JOK, honestly, just from, like, when he's played, and this will be the – the injury will hurt him here, mm-hmm. is rookie of the year. He's not even close. He should be, yeah. Right. And so, like – but then we also have, like, Greedy Williams and Delpit, like, actually contributing. Jadavion Clowney looking like a solid, not spectacular, second defensive end. Mm-hmm. Like – I don't believe all of these things can happen and the defense still sucks unless there's either a schematic issue or an enormous issue that is so uncontrolled. It's a problem. And that issue may be, it may be both, right? It may mm-hmm. be the defensive line is not good enough, which puts the linebackers in a bad spot, which is why Anthony Walker and to a certain extent, John Johnson look bad. Mm-hmm. Right, and then combine that with the Joe Wood scheme, right? Maybe that's yeah. what's going on. Like, that to me is why I think if the Browns make the right decision with Baker Mayfield this summer, that doesn't mean next year I think it's a Super Bowl window or even, like, necessarily a playoff window. But I, I, I think you can prevent it from closing in the future. Yeah. If you give Baker Mayfield 50, four, five years, $40 million a year, it's mm, closed. Yeah. It, it's it's funny. Five uh, you mentioned Clowney as being a, a solid, solid defensive end. Uh, funny that no one seems to get all pissed off about his freelancing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he does it's nothing true. but freelance. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, to be fair, that's like his skill set, right? Like, that's, that's the only he's, way he's, he's yeah. the, the way I've described him, honestly, he's, he's just chaos at where he is. That's what he does. He creates chaos. It, good or bad, it's yeah. chaos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're right. On, on the defense, there's there are some issues. And there there is something that we talked about a lot last year that we really haven't touched on much this year because we really haven't had a reason to, and that's turnover luck. Okay. They're not creating turnovers. Right. Guess what? That's normal. Like, mm-hmm. turnovers are statistical noise. I don't care what anybody says. Turnovers are statistical noise based on, the, or at least as far as the defense itself goes. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there are a few, like, the Bears a few years ago, even though they regressed, like, that defense was generating turnovers mm-hmm. because of, like, that how great that pass rush was. They had a good pass rush. They had a Hall of Fame linebacker sitting in the middle. And, you right. know, you know right. Charles Tillman with the peanut punch all the time. You know, he was always good right. for, like, five force fumbles a year, pretty much, at least, minimum. Right. <laughs> but but generally speaking, and this is something the Patriots have known for 20 years, which is part of why their defense is always good. The best defenses don't rely on turnovers. The best defenses rely on being able to stop an offense without turnovers. And the Browns last year had the, as good of a defense as they had. Don't forget, their defense was terrible because they got a lot of turnovers. Well, this year you have a tougher offensive schedule. And without those turnovers, it looks a lot like, huh, maybe we're missing somebody like, I don't know, an Olivier Vernon to stop runs mm-hmm. or Sheldon Richardson to eat up space and get a little bit of a pass rush from the interior, or even uh, your your uh, your boy Larry Ogunjobi, who we'll be seeing on Sunday. Yeah, who like is started by having like a Pro Bowl season. Now has been like dead silent the past few weeks. But anybody like that, like mm-hmm. we took such a massive downgrade in our ability to stop in the first layer of a defense, mm-hmm. and I think that's been a big problem. I think that's why, like, Anthony Walker has, like, so many of these missed plays. It's like, my gut is if you really dug into the stats, he has to defend that type of play a lot more than a B.J. Goodson did. I, I, would, I would agree with that. I mean... John Johnson. Yeah. I mean, because, like, B.J. Goodson was fine, but he wasn't supposed to be better than Anthony Walker. Right. And so far, you know... I, I, I mean, I like B.J. Goodson. I actually like B.J. Goodson more than Anthony Walker, but the justification for Anthony Walker makes sense, which Mm -hmm. is that he is like a defensive savant. And he was younger. And he was younger. The justification made sense. I I thought it was a talent downgrade, but I thought it was insignificant enough that it wasn't going to be a huge deal. Um, I I just... I don't think this roster is hopeless. I think the offensive line is phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? I think they have a really good tight end room, even without David Njoku, which is kind of like a joke because I, I don't think David Njoku makes this a great tight end room. I think it's, I, I personally believe Hooper is actually having a really good year. And I think Bryant is really good. Mm-hmm. So I think they have the best running back duo in the NFL. Yeah. Trio. If you want to count Ernest Johnson. Absolutely. I think they have a great offensive. Like, say what you will about Stefanski, and there's a lot of things he can be criticized for. Mm-hmm. Is an offensive coordinator, is a, or an offensive play caller, let me say, 
he is beyond brilliant mm-hmm. and a schemer, right? Like he does that really well. So I don't think the window's closed, but the door is really close to being shut. And the way it gets shut is by extending Baker Mayfield. So what? that type of deal. If there was like a two-year extension for $20 million, whatever. Yeah. But that won't be it. No, it, it, it won't. Because that's not how the NFL works, unfortunately. And we've seen... I don't know. It's funny to me. You watch the, the conversations about the Browns offense uh, on Twitter or on the internet, depending on where you go to. And it's funny to me how... Baker gets credit for the positive plays, but Stefanski gets all the heat for the negative plays. He's like, well, Stefanski threw the ball there. I'm like, I'm sorry, was he under center? Was he receiving right. the ball on the snap? Did he make the decision to throw? Like, do they not understand how plays work? Do they not understand how reading a defense works? He's not being like, okay, you're going to throw it to this guy on this play. It's no, you read the defense, you scan, and maybe he tells you something before the, the little uh, radio turns off in his helmet. Okay? But right. he's not like, the play is going to be this, so we're going to throw it here. No, it's your quarterback's afraid to throw the ball more than five yards. I'm sorry. Right, or isn't reading the defense well enough to see that. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and whatever it is. But I, I, listen, I think Stefanski deserves criticism this year. I do. He does. Uh, but I think blaming him for Baker, he doesn't deserve. I, I, that is not an area of criticism he deserves. But that's not all. where I criticize him. I criticize him. Right. I, I'm not a fan of how aggressive he is on fourth down and whatever. I know the, the big argument is process over results. Well, if the results suck, the process the, sucks. So Right. The problem <laughs> right now is the team is just so bad at it. But, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. No, I think the fourth down calls, I think. There are certain times it's so, acceptable, and I understand it. But there are times yeah. I feel like he's over-aggressive no, no, for I, no reason. I, I agree with you. I agree with you there. I think also this year especially, and listen, part of this, and this is the point you make when I bring it up, and I, I think you probably have a point. I wish he would run the ball a little bit more like he did last year. Like last year we were 50-50, and this year we're, I think, like 53-47, which mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a big difference, but it actually is. That's like two to three plays a game. It adds up. Uh, it uh, It does. Right, and so that that is an area. But if, if the boxes are stacked, maybe that's the point. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, but I, I and he's young. I wasn't expecting a brilliant man manager. Right. That you don't see that with young coaches. Um. But he's going to learn that. You that to me more than anything is an area. Where if the coach is good enough elsewhere, you suck it up and you deal with it, right? Because mm-hmm. McVay's had this problem. Mm-hmm. Shanahan's had this problem. But they're good, and the Browns aren't going to do it, right? The Browns, I, I have an awful feeling in the pit of my stomach that Stefanski is going to get fired at the end of this season. And the Browns will have fired their best head coach they've had since the new Browns. I would say it would be their best coach since Belichick. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's the point, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 and really, like, beyond Belichick, like, you're looking at, like, I mean, he could be the third best coach in Browns history, at least since Super Bowl era. Super Bowl era, yeah. Uh, not including Super Bowl, I'd probably have him at fourth. Yeah, yeah, but, right, like, that's how good I think he is, or at least how much potential I think he has. And, mm-hmm. like, people i i just i don't like there's no short-term memory or there's no like 
there, there's no like short-term memory fallacy with Baker, right? Because everybody just points to last like, oh, he'll get back there. But Stefanski, who was brilliant all of last season, deservedly won coach of the year. It's like, oh, no, he sucks, man. Like, they brought Stefanski in to maximize Baker Mayfield of what his skill set is. He did that last year, okay? The problem is when you maximize something, you've reached the top. That's it. There's and nowhere to go adjusted. but down. There's nowhere right. to go but down when you maximize something. And that's right. where we are. They, and they, there's not there's not a coach. I'm sorry. I, do I think Sean McVay is a better offensive play caller, tactician than Spansky? Yeah. Do I think it is significant enough to make any difference in Baker Mayfield's play? Absolutely not. No, you're right. And, you know, you look at... You look at quarterbacks. We've had this discussion before. Quarterbacks running similar offenses that have limited ceilings. It's yep. Jared Goff. It's it's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Baker Kirk Mayfield. Cousins. And Kirk yeah. Cousins. Yeah, him too. But it's just like they're, they're, they run that offense because it maximizes what they can do. We've right. seen Baker Mayfield in a variety of offenses. This is the, the offense he's performed the best in performed did not necessarily the team to win so far this year does not necessarily come up in the big moment but if you look at all those little fun statistics like uh, efficiency and uh, EPA these are the best numbers you'll find for him right because like he wasn't gonna look like imagine him in the Freddie Kitchens offense again Mm -hmm. or like a, a good coordinator like the Bruce Arians offense his numbers would be horrible they'd be awful I mean, no, I, and, but but here's where what I'll say uh, to add to that though. I'm right. This offense isn't only designed for that because look at Matt Stafford, who this year has a claim to not just be the best quarterback in the NFL this year, but the best player. Mm-hmm. He is playing that well. He is. And uh, I shared with you uh, that one uh, chart, I believe. All right, I think yep. I tagged you in it on Twitter where he's just he's like doubling. Uh, just like lapping everybody. No, and, and this is the type. Do I think Matt Stafford's the best quarterback in the NFL? <laughs> no, but I, I think Matt Stafford has been consistently underrated for years. Mm-hmm. I think he's consistently probably been a top eight quarterback in the NFL. And now you just put him in a great offense with a great offensive mind, and look at what happened. And this is the if if the Browns made that trade last year instead of the Rams. Mm-hmm. You just sub Baker Mayfield for Jared Goff. I think the Browns right now would be right where the Rams are. Yeah, they would be because they have a quarterback that actually knows how to run the offense properly. You can actually read think the defense. How many games we would have like. Sorry, we don't lose to the Steelers last weekend with Matt Stafford. We don't lose to the Steelers. We don't lose to the we Chargers. Don't, uh, to we the don't. Ch- we don't lose to the Chiefs. I mean, like think about the close games we've lost that we don't. Right, so that's three right there. That is three. That's three wins. I mean, that's uh, Matt Stafford in this type of offense would just it would transform it. That's what we're seeing in LA. We're seeing Matt Stafford do what everyone wants this offense to do, which is evolve, change. Problem is, it's not a function of the position players; it's a function of the quarterback. That's right, it's not the a issue. function of the coach either, because Stefanski did try to change the offense. And he's slowly gone back to what they did last year because Baker couldn't make those adjustments. Mm-hmm. But we've we've seen him be like, okay, I'm gonna try this, and when it's a when it's a fucking disaster, he's gonna be like, okay, he can't do this. We're not gonna do this again. 
And uh, real quick, uh, on the Stefanski thing, because I also saw this uh, topic uh, getting too much conversation today uh, about all the reverses and trick plays and Jarvis passes. Uh, I don't know where the hell people think that these are just going to magically come from uh, because they're taking away everything on the outside of the of the, uh, yeah. of the tackle box. So those plays don't exist. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, I, I – right. Like, there are some weird criticisms of Stepanski right now, man. Like – it's because you can't say anything uh, bad about one, Baker. You can't say anything bad about but, Baker. But again, like, I think there are legitimate criticisms of Stepanski this season, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we just talked about them, so I'm not going to rehash them. I think there are legitimate criticisms about Barry and what he did this offseason. I think there's legitimate criticisms of the defense this season. Mm-hmm. This is a problem that needs to be shared. But the guy that needs to be bearing the most of that problem was not Odell Beckham. It is not Kevin Stefanski. It is not Joe Woods. It is not the defense. It is not the offensive line. Baker Mayfield. It is. I mean, you see the the offense having to try and piece together long, lengthy drives. And I'm sorry, not everyone can be John Elway on the drive and from 1986 every single, every single drive. Time. Yeah. I mean, that, like, this is what doesn't get counted because we're not getting touchdowns from them. Some of the plays and like the scripts of those drives are incredible. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Like Stefanski's a genius on some of those. And it just doesn't matter because Baker like will miss an open throw. He'll throw an interception. They'll run the ball once, get a few yards, then Baker will get creative on a rollout and not convert. Like get sacked. That keeps happening. Get sacked, right? This keeps happening. And it actually detracts from how good the offense is at some point. It's it's really a huge problem. And this is just a, this is another Another uh, instance of an excuse for why Baker's been performing poorly, leaving the building. Eventually, he's going to be the only one there. That's what's going to happen. You can only make excuses for someone for so long before he's the only one left standing. Well, I I mean, by the way, just so you know, the cat meowing in the background is so perfect. Like, that cat... (laughs) Exactly when the meow, um, but but um, yeah, no, uh, I uh, I mean, here's the thing, man. Like, I, the Baker may end up eventually getting the blame. It's gonna be way too late, comes, right? If Stefanski's gone, if Jarvis is gone, Odell's gone, if Nick Chubb is not. Is not in his prime anymore, right? Uh, no Kareem Hunt. Like it's too late. This has to happen at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. You want to give Baker the rest of the season, give it to him. But the the consensus needs to be, for starting right now, that unless Baker massively transforms and takes this team to the playoffs. We are not firing Stefanski. We are not firing Barry. We are not making Stefanski give up offensive play calling duties. We are not trading Nick Chubb. Hell, 
we're talking to Jarvis Landry, seeing exactly what we can do to make him stay. But we are trading Baker Mayfield, and we are getting a quarterback, whether it's drafting one or trading for one. I know people are like, oh, Matt Ryan, he's too old. You know what? Matt Ryan, this offense, Browns have three more wins. They do. Uh, you know, I'm just looking at the uh, the NFL standings right now. The Browns are currently in 10th at 4-4. Four and four. Um, The Browns this... are 7-1 with Matt Ryan right now. Like, just to be clear, they are 7-1. Mm-hmm. So, I, this has to, he has, the trade has to be made. I don't care who, like, the, it, the quarterback needs to be above the Baker, Kirk, Garoppolo tier. And even, and, even if it's not like a top-tier elite quarterback, that second tier, just right below, where everyone had Matt that, Stafford pegged for years, yeah, that guy right. changes everything. Yeah. Listen, we saw Matt Ryan for one year in this offense. Remember the year he won MVP? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that year. So I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I don't want to hear, like, oh, Matt Ryan's old and he's not as good as he once was. Correct. He's old and he's not as good as he once was. He is still a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. He is? And, like, heck, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a – not to get political. He's a lunatic. Yes, I think this team's a Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. They are, so, you know, keeping his like, crazy uh, conversations with Joe Rogan out of it. He is a very good quarterback, and he does and make this not, team a Super Bowl contender. I mean, I know in a he's not Deshaun Watson, right? He's he's crazy. He's probably not the best guy, but like he also isn't like a criminal, mm-hmm. right? And yeah, like Aaron Rodgers. I'll take him like a hundred percent. I don't care what you have to tra- get trade to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the dream for me would be a guy like Russell Wilson, but I, I think Seattle would demand too much. Although, although if they don't make the playoffs this year, maybe not. I mean, we have to see how that all shakes out, but that's definitely an option. It's definitely something that they can look into. I mean, okay, here's a crazy question for you. I'm ready. If, Trey Lance really kind of shows out is like doing like the split quarterback thing and the 49ers say we're going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the tier you need, but if they say Browns, we will trade you for Jimmy Garoppolo. You involve a third team, whatever you get for Baker, which at this point is probably like a third round pick or condition, like a third that can either be anywhere from like a fourth to a first, depending on how he plays mm-hmm. for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I probably do it. Cause I, I, I would I give it more consideration than I would prior to this season, only because just how poor Baker has looked for this entire season, despite what his numbers seem to lie to everybody and say. I would give we it more consideration. Yeah, we know what he'll look like week to week. Yeah, and also Jimmy Garoppolo did take a team to the Super Bowl. I don't think he's in the tier that is a Super Bowl winning quarterback yet. But he took a team to the Super Bowl. I, I think week in, week out, Jimmy Garoppolo is what you're going to get the best out of Baker Mayfield, honestly. Yep. Yep. And that that's, that is an improvement. I don't think that necessarily says, hey, here come the Browns going to the Super Bowl, but it, it gives them an outside shot, more more yeah, legitimate I mean, of an outside shot than they have now. I don't think the Browns are 7-1 and one with Jimmy Garoppolo as quarterback, but I could see 6-2, and two, right? Six. I think they... Six and two, five and three. Yeah, I think they'd probably beat the Chiefs, and I think they'd probably beat the Steelers. Um, so, but 
right? Like, I, it doesn't make them a Super Bowl contender, but it, it makes them what they were last year, right? An outside, outside shot contender. It does. And um, um, let's see, I'm looking at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats. Hey, look at that. He had four fourth-quarter comebacks and game-winning drives in 2019. Interesting. Oh, that, well, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, I, I, if I remember correctly, he's actually pretty good at that. So like, what people don't realize about Jimmy Garoppolo, because he doesn't throw it long a lot, Jimmy Garoppolo has a cannon. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't like throwing it long because he's like incredibly risk averse, which is usually like his flaw. It's why Shanahan wanted Trey Lance, right? Because Shanahan was like, I can't get the most out of this offense if Jimmy Garoppolo just keeps checking down. But, I'll like, say I'll say that's why Shanahan drafted Lance, not necessarily why he wanted Lance, because I I, I do right, believe right, there is right. some. Some credence to him wanting Mac Jones and then being told, no, you can't draft Mac Jones. Yeah, fair. But I think Lance was a good pick. I think Lance will be good for them. Uh, by the way, side note, Mac Jones looks really good this year. Uh, yeah, he does. He looks really good. Like, I, that Patriots team, next. first off, when we play them, but then secondly, next year, like, that team may be really good again. People always want to cast out on Mo Belichick, but... <laughs> Uh, you can't do it until he's gone. You really can't. Joe, he looks really good. Like he looks real. Like, uh, and it's funny because I remember you saying this. We were talking pre-draft, where like I think it was the Clemson Alabama final, and I was like, Trevor Lawrence is so good. I think Mac Jones reminds me of Kirk Cousins. And then you were like, Well, Trevor Lawrence, they both played on stacked teams, mm-hmm. but like Mac Jones's numbers were like they seemed more realistic than Trevor Lawrence's. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing. Like Mac Jones, like came in and was ready to be an NFL quarterback on day one. Yeah. Um. And but to, anyway. be, to be fair to to Trevor Lawrence, real quick, he is playing in the dumpster fire that is Jacksonville, so that doesn't help. Oh, oh, terrible coach, terrible offensive coordinator, terrible talent. I I agree. I think <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. Uh, but like Mac Jones, to me, is another piece of evidence why you just draft a quarterback this year. Yeah. Mac Jones was an overdraft. I'm sorry. Nobody before it was rumored that the 49ers wanted Mac Jones had Mac Jones going in the first round. Yeah. So I I, I don't. That's why you draft these guys. You take the shot. Listen, most of the times the shot is Brandon Whedon. It doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But you don't know unless you take it. And, like, I know Browns fans are excited to have a guy like Baker who, like, to his credit, is the best quarterback the Browns have drafted in the new Browns era. Um, and, and, like, is, like, an all-right quarterback. He will have a long NFL career. However, if Browns fans want to be more than a team that makes the playoffs once every three to four years, never competes for a Super Bowl, then they need to make that decision. Because yeah. that's what it is. There's no middle ground here. It's you are either a team that competes every three to four years to make the playoff with sometimes you have the best talent to be an outside shot at getting to the Super Bowl. Or you take the risk that all of a sudden you may be back to square one, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you draft a guy and they suck. But alternatively, you draft a guy who's good then all of a sudden you have a Super Bowl roster. But they have to make that decision now. Or or the Browns do. Fans need to accept it. Either way, 
like at this point, I, I don't care because my assumption is the Browns give Baker what he wants and likely fire Stefanski or force Stefanski to give up play calling duties. Um, they'll, they'll cut Stefanski's legs out from under him. And I think they keep Baker, and I think this is the world we live in for a long time. I, I think you're right because the, the way this all played out this past week, um, they <laughs> appear to have uh, their flag firmly planted in the Baker camp. Listen, and it's not easy, right? The Bengals did this with uh, Carson Palmer and then Andy Dalton, right? Mm-hmm. Palmer better than Dalton, but like same issue, right? Like mm-hmm. these were guys that were really good, albeit a little inconsistent. Like, but when they were good, they were good, but they were never good enough to win a Super Bowl for you. Yeah, and they kept re-signing them because it's it's hard not to. It's it's the fear of the unknown. And if you're if you're operating that way, you're never going to do anything. That's that's the difference between you see the teams that compete year in year out. You see the teams that aren't afraid to take a chance on a quarterback. I mean, shit. Look at the Packers. They had Brett Favre and they still drafted Aaron Rodgers. Okay, they have Aaron Rodgers. Oh. They still drafted Jordan Love. Okay, they they are aware that there is at some point in time that they need a succession plan. Okay, you, you look at even Pittsburgh. How many quarterbacks have the Steelers drafted, even though they still have Ben Roethlisberger? Okay, I can't even remember right. all of them. Right. Just no. just because what you have a, a quarterback doesn't mean you don't draft another quarterback, especially when it's one that's Baker Mayfield. Okay. It, right. It, it'd be the equivalent of the Bears keeping Mitch Trubisky because they're afraid they draft somebody that they're going to be worse than Mitch Trubisky. Okay. It's nonsense. Or, or I think a better, actually a better comparison for me is it would be like if the Chiefs decided, well, Alex Smith was playing well enough, so we're not going to draft Pat Mahomes. There you go. That's a good one. That like, to me is what's going to happen right now. Like what we're looking at, and it's something that I uh, identified a couple years ago, is what we're staring in the face is... The exact same situation the Jacksonville Jaguars had with Blake Bortles, okay? Now, Baker Mayfield is maybe a better quarterback than Blake Bortles. I don't he's know. Better, he's, better than, he's better than Blake Bortles. Okay. Blake Bortles sucks. Like, uh, he's, he's bad. Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles is he's bad. Blake but Bortles. At, at, the, I, at the time, he was perceived to be better than what he actually is. Right. And they gave him a three-year, $54 million contract, which blew up in their face immediately. They did that because fear of the unknown. Blake Bortles is fine. He got us to the playoffs. That team now has Urban Meyer as their coach. And they are terrible. They are terrible. Right. And, like, that team – and this is my issue. So, the Browns, it wasn't the defense that got them to the playoffs last year. But I think they had an offense that teams couldn't defend. Mm -hmm. I think, like, because nobody kind of, like, figured out those rollouts. Because it's hard. That – like, this is what people don't realize. Like, the NFL, you don't have a lot of time to practice. So when the Browns run, like, a weird, tricky, squirrely scheme mm-hmm. with one play that is just dominant, it's very hard during a season or during a playoff push to learn how to defend that play. It is. I mean, because most um, of the time, defenses have their game plans set weeks, if not months, in advance. And they right, make little exactly. tweaks. Right. And so I think what happened last year was teams just couldn't stop it. And similarly, like with Jacksonville, that defense, A, was incredibly talented. B, had some of the best turnover luck I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. 
and they got to the playoff because of it. But, they almost got to the like, Super Bowl. They almost got to the Super Bowl because of it. And frankly, I think if the Browns beat the Chiefs last year, they may have been to a Super Bowl. Like I think that Bills team really did not match up well last year yeah. against the Browns. Um, this year, totally different story. But last year. Um, like, again, though, like, you, they need to make the decision. I'm not, listen, I, I keep saying trade. They don't necessarily need to trade them. Not yet. I think they should. But if their solution was we will draft a quarterback with our first round pick and we'll let him and Baker duel it out, it's not ideal to me, but I'm okay with that. It's... But the, 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 they need to accept Baker very likely is not the guy. It, I, I can, with 99%, uh, you know, that's how I feel. He's not the guy. 99% he's, he's not, not the, the guy. guy. No, he's uh, not the guy. We know I, that. I, I've, he's not the guy. I've said it before. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's the quarterback of a franchise. He is not the engine that drives the offense. He is the passenger. Okay? Right. Do I, I, to me, like, I think Baker will eventually look better than he does now. But I, I really think Baker is like that Kirk Cousins guy. Right, who he'll end up being a starter in the NFL for a long time because some team, hopefully not the Browns, knock on wood, is it, going to pay him because like, oh well, like he's good and we have a really good team, and he's safe. He he doesn't throw risky passes, so it lets our defense do its thing, and Baker will have that type of career. I mean, that's my envision for him. That's what I envision. I just hope it's not the Browns because the Browns have the double problem where they don't have that dominant defense or don't have, like, this dominant offensive talent ready to roll. So, like, the Vikings bring in Kirk Cousins, and it's like the Vikings realized pretty damn quickly that Kirk Cousins wasn't a huge upgrade. Mm -hmm. But they also were like, oh, we already have a dominant defense, and we have some really good receivers. So, like, honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The Browns don't have that. So when the Browns make that decision, it ends up being really bad. Yeah, it, it's catastrophic, is what that is. Honestly, yep. That that's the decision that that takes a team on an upward trajectory, completely points it downward. That is, yep. Um, that is, I I know they won a Super Bowl with Carson Wentz, but that's the Carson Wentz contract. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, you know they, Nick like, Foles won the clear, Super Bowl, but to be, to, well, well, but that's important, right? Yeah. Because it means the rest of the talent on that team was so good it didn't matter who the quarterback was mm -hmm. and that is true and we are we're looking at like what the browns got and they're they're now down a receiver and not that he threw to him also, anyways but yeah the, you you look at how teams are going to game plan you know what you know what game plan just got thrown out the window the we're going to make sure odell's covered okay right they're going well, to focus on um the tight ends they're going to focus yeah. on jarvis uh, they're, you know, <clears throat> I, I wrote something on this in Cleveland today mentioning the fact that Higgins isn't going to be wide open because they forgot he existed. Okay. Right. Uh, that, the only reason he caught that touchdown and that lost the Chargers is because they were focused on Beckham. If Beckham's not there, guess who's covered? Higgins. Right. Well, and here's the other thing. I want to go back to this Eagles analogy really quickly. Similar to the Browns last year, the Eagles had a play. They had one play and teams didn't learn how to defend it. Because Nick Foles got thrown with that RPO play that the Eagles really did not run 
mm-hmm. run pass option that much. They ran it under ones, but not like they did under Foles. Mm-hmm. And teams were not prepared for it. And the Eagles kind of fluked their way running that play offensively to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you want my honest opinion. I think the Browns matched up much better against Tampa than the Chiefs did because of the Browns' offensive line. Like, if the Browns could have figured out a way to beat the Chiefs last year, I think there's a real possibility the Browns win the Super Bowl. It's possible. Like, I think it's – I'm not saying it's likely or definitely, but I would I would have given the Browns a better chance to beat the Buccaneers than they gave the Chiefs. They had, uh, a, they had a healthy quarterback. They had a better offensive line. They had a defense that somehow – Fell ass backwards at the turnovers. Definitely possible. Yeah, and they had a running game which Tampa couldn't stop. Wouldn't have been able to stop. Yeah. So I, I think it would have been, uh, but like that's the way the cookie crumbles, right? And like to assert, like I obviously want the Super Bowl. Like I would much rather have the Super Bowl and be stuck with Baker than the opposite. Mm-hmm. But like the reality now is, the Eagles didn't have a choice, right? Because it was hard. Like they well they had a choice with Carson Wentz, but like. With that roster, where they kind of just like went to cap hell from it, like they didn't have a choice. The Browns have a choice because we didn't win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They have the choice. They have to make it. But to be fair to Jimmy Haslam, Baker sells in a way that it will be very difficult for another quarterback to sell. Yeah, I mean, again, he, he he's likable. Okay, yep. you, you saw how ridiculously charged up the the stadium got uh when he got knocked down out of bounds and he did his little pump up the crowd thing okay the stadium erupted too bad it didn't matter but uh but listen uh the the browns need a quarterback not a pump up guy okay (laughs) they they need someone who could could actually lead them to a victory and right they've had three chances this year with the ball Trailing by one score with a chance to win, and they haven't done it. Yep. That's a problem. I, yep. I mean, and like, I feel like we've beat this horse to death. I, I, uh, we're going to get killed against Cincinnati. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's exactly where I wanted to go next. I think Joe Burrow is going to destroy this defense. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't think this offense is going to be able to generate much of anything. It's going to be a lot of short passes because. Guess who uh, isn't there to even take the top off the defense? They don't got to worry about it anymore. Okay, um, right. I, I know people are like uh, DPJ or Anthony Schwartz. Guess who really hasn't looked all that uh, good this year? Anthony Schwartz. But that's what kind of what I expected, and that's what you expected as well. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, he maybe plays, but he's dealing with a groin injury, so you don't know what you're going to get out of him. And without having yeah. to worry about Beckham, they're going to focus on DPJ and Jarvis. And whoever else yeah. goes out for a pass. The only hope the Browns have, I don't know what the Bengals' run defense numbers are this year, but I know they don't have actually good run defenders on that defensive line. And the only hope is Nick Chubb just has a Derrick Henry type game. But um, is he going to have the opportunity to do that? They've been managing him all no, season long. No, because unless the, right, and unless the, listen, they're not dumb. Nick Chubb is their prize asset. They're not going to run Nick Chubb against nine-man boxes all game long for a season. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do that. He's going to get hurt. It'll wear him down. Look what happened to Derrick Henry. Right. Like, the Browns, like, you you can criticize them in any way you want. They are not dumb, and they have a good medical staff. 
And if they feel like this season's lost, they're not going to risk Nick Chubb for uh, ego. So, I, yeah, I think the Browns are in trouble. Um, I I think it'll be interesting what happens after this loss. I, I'm wondering when they cut Stefanski's legs out. Because I could see it happening at the bye week. I could see them saying, you're not going to play it anymore. Which would be completely ridiculous. But honestly, uh, the fact that it, there's been one decision made in the direction of favoring the quarterback is not a great sign for that trend. When has this team, honestly, in our lives, when has this team done something that makes you think, I can trust ownership, they fill me with confidence? Never. Because there's not a time. <laughs> Never. Uh, there's but, not a time. Whether it's whether it's Haslam or, or whether Haslam. it's the learners, it's it's always been just like there's never a time. Like what the hell is this? So, what, so, what are you doing? <laughs> so I like I, I don't understand this idea like, oh well like the Browns will make the right decision because they have smart people working. Well yeah, they do have smart people working. Guess what? That doesn't matter. The fancy could go cry till the cows come home that Baker's not the guy. If Haslam wants Baker, Haslam's keeping Baker. Yeah. Andrew Barry could say, so the cows come up. We don't know that Andrew Barry actually loved Javion Cloud. We think he did, but like, let's just hypothetically say he didn't. He could say he doesn't all he wants. Javion Clowney sells just like Baker does. Not to the extent, but same idea. Haslam wanted Clowney. Haslam was going to get Clowney. Mm-hmm. The NFL isn't like this, like every part of a team is separate. And like the general manager legitimately, like truly has true control over the roster. If you have a cool owner, that's the case. Like 49ers or Rams. I mean, and honestly, it's kind of like an archaic way of doing things. I mean, that's part of the reason why the Giants keep getting stuck and, you know, just purgatory. Is That's the way they operate. <laughs> like, I am glad we signed Stefanski over McDaniels. I, I, I know, like, we disagreed on that. What I will say, McDaniels made the point, and it's very fair. The way this team was run is a fucking joke. Mm-hmm. And I think... Stefanski was probably better equipped to handle that than McDaniels would have been. But I think McDaniels' criticism is 100% accurate. Yeah. It's a fucking joke. And here's what's going to happen, right? Like, again, we're going to lose against the Bengals. Everybody's going to blame Stefanski. They'll blame anybody positive. They say the Browns shouldn't have extended the Chubb. The Browns, Jarvis, Landry, everybody's going to get blamed. It's going to keep happening. This season, after they extend them, it's going to keep happening. And by the time the second contract's done, everybody's going to think, huh, maybe we need a new quarterback. And then it'll be too late because your Hall of Fame running back's gone. Your guy who I think is going to be one of the best coaches in the NFL for a very long time will be gone. Your leader of the team, leader of the offense is going to be gone. Your receiver that you just cut that I think likely has a few more Pro Bowl seasons than him is going to be gone. You're going to have lost a lot of those offensive linemen. And that's the world we're in. Yeah. Uh, interesting thing. I'm, I'm glad you, you brought up the receiver again, Mr. Odell, because I retweeted something earlier today. Um <clears throat> 
from... It's a newspaper clipping from May 13th, 2007. From Ron Borges of the Boston Globe. These days, Randy Moss is like a chameleon. He's whatever you want him to be, or to be more exact, whatever he wants to be. Team player? Malcontent? Dynamic deep threat? Undisciplined route runner? Who does that also apply to? Right. It's the exact same fucking thing. I mean, in some of the names where Odell could go, it sounds scary. Like Baltimore? Do you think he's going to pass up the chance to play the Browns twice in three weeks in an offense that's actually going to throw him the ball? Hey, all I know is I have Odell on my dynasty team, and I'm definitely starting him if he goes. Actually, I'm definitely starting him, period. Start him, period, wherever he goes, because they're going to throw him the ball. Because they they understand, uh, the team understands, the quarterback's going to understand that if we want any chance to win or any chance to score points, it's going to be giving him the ball. Okay? You know... Again, 34 targets on the year. I know he missed a couple games, but 34 targets on the year. 89th in the I NFL. Mean, I Like, people are like, oh, Randy Moss never won a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. Yeah, I'm sorry. The Giants fluked into winning that Super Bowl. I know at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how it was won. That Patriots team should have won the Super Bowl. They should have. Randy Moss and Tom Brady were the best quarterback receiver connection I have, like, watched and remember watching in my lifetime. You, you, you look at, like, best receiver quarterback receiver connections, they're, they're up there. It's it's Brady and Moss. It's it's Peyton and Marvin Harrison. It's uh, Jerry Rice and Joe Montana. Jerry Rice and Steve Young. <laughs> the name I keep seeing, I've seen it for years now because they wanted them, are the 49ers, right? So let's say the 49ers get them this year. 49ers probably aren't a playoff team, but Trey Lance has a cannon. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo can throw it long if he has to. And then next year. Do you think Odell would do the ultimate chaos thing? Do you know what the ultimate chaos thing is? Oh. Do you know the quarterback he's respected the most his entire career is? Eli Manning? <laughs> no. Tom Brady. You don't think he would go down to Tampa? given the opportunity oh, on league minimum. Well, it, it, the problem is he has to clear waivers. He has to clear waivers, yeah. You, you if know, he can clear waivers, then he'll 100% go to Tampa. He'll go to Tampa or maybe even Kansas City or you know anywhere with a quarterback not afraid to throw the ball. Right. Yep, I – yep, and that's the world we're in. That is the world we're in. I mean – and it's funny, I don't think Odell hates the Browns players. Like, you see these divorces sometimes, and it's like all the play- But the players have been so respectful of Odell. Like, this, I, isn't, I, a, this isn't a Kenny Britt situation. It's not a Dwayne Bowe. It's, it's not one of those type of things, even though Dwayne Bowe somehow became relevant again yesterday. Um, it's not one of those things. Where you, right. see, you see clips of, of Kenny Britt dancing in practice when he's supposed to be running routes and catching balls. Okay. That's not what this is. Everybody seems to like it's him. It's not even a Randy Moss situation. It's not. Everyone seems to I like mean, him. Everybody on the Browns is like, no, he's actually good. You know? Everybody, like... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we beat this horse to death. But we did. I, I, we did. I, I, I think this signals something we've been worried about for a while, which is that this... The ownership group that owns this team, that runs this team, 
has put their faith in a player that will just not be good enough. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, his function is back in Berea. Um... <laughs> Did it ever leave? Uh, no. I, I think it took a nap. But it's back. Let's be yeah. honest here, because that's what this is. Yep. People people want to say it is, but that's what this is. It, you you yep. don't have the way this week played out without a little bit of dysfunction. And I know people were trying to throw out the, the culture word today. Oh, this is a good culture move. Again, people... Is it? I don't think it is, one. Two, people using the, that sentence, using that phrase, using that word, don't understand how it works. It's These are the same people that last year, once the Stefanski and Barry got in, thought that, oh, they got culture now. It takes years to develop culture. Okay? Winning, a one-winning season isn't culture. You know, well, we, and we've had I, this conversation I, before. I, I don't... I'm sorry, man. Like, there's no evidence. None. I don't see one. Nobody's provided me with evidence that Odell Beckham was anything but great for the culture. Mm-hmm. Because every fucking receiver on that team that isn't Jarvis, who said, but one of his best teammates ever, everybody else was like, no, Odell taught me how to be a better player. Yeah. Right? The defense said that guy, it's iron, or what is it? Iron sharpens iron. Mm hmm. Greedy has said that. Greedy's like, I am a good, is good playing as well as I am because I have to go up against Odell in practice. That matters. Odell was not bad for culture. He wasn't. Do I think Stefanski has done actually a decent job trying to like create a culture? Yeah, but there's only so much he can do. And if his legs are being cut out from, do I actually believe Stefanski wanted Odell cut? No, I don't. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, I, I look at just... I, I look at how this all unfolded, you know. I know, again, people look at... Try to use the culture word. Again, it just doesn't happen overnight. It takes years. Right. I, I mean, a perfect example is the last time the Browns had a winning season in 07. Did they suddenly have a good culture then in 08? No, they didn't. Everything fell apart. Um, right. That's just how it is. It, you have to look to to leaders on the team and who are the leaders on this team? It's Jarvis. It's not Baker. Well and like Fans thinks it's Baker. Clear. I don't think it's Baker. Let, let me be clear. I don't think that I haven't seen evidence that it was a personal thing between Odell and Baker. No. I don't think it was. Like, I don't think it's. I, look, I want to be clear here. I don't think Baker has like done something that makes me think he's a bad guy, right, or a bad locker room guy. I just don't think he's a particularly great quarterback, mm-hmm. and I think that hurts. So, like, I'm not saying the culture is Baker's fault. The culture, the the, uh, the culture Baker is the Browns' is fault for 22 years. Okay, that's right. what the culture is. exactly. That's their fault. Baker is representative of that, right? This love of Baker's representative of that, Mm -hmm. to me. He is, because that's what it is. Honestly, in terms of culture, good, bad, or neutral, I find Baker is a neutral guy for the locker room, okay? He's a a likable guy, but I I don't think that he's going to make it fluctuate either way uh, unless something very extreme happens either way. You know what I mean? But 
I, I view him more as a neutral guy on the culture scale. I view him as a neutral guy in the leadership department. He's not a bad leader. He's not a good leader. He's neutral. But that's what that's just how I see it. Yep, I agree. I agree. I think he's neutral. I think Jarvis is a plus. Frankly, I think Odell is a plus. But Baker's just a neutral right now. And I'm not saying, like, Baker... Like, everybody's like... I, I, there's this straw man on Twitter, right? It's like, oh, well... You just don't respect Baker, who was willing to come out and play with like eight broken bones. Uh, that's just dumb. That's just dumb. Don't but, confuse uh, dumb for like, leader. <laughs> like I, I have never doubted for one second Baker Mayfield's a tough motherfucker. Yeah. Like, and I've never doubted he wants to play. Like, I get that. That doesn't make like a good leader, right? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make necessarily make a bad leader, depending on what the circumstances are. But like. I, I don't think to me that signals Baker's leader. It signals Baker's a tough motherfucker. Yeah, it, it, that's fine. It, you know, it was also a tough motherfucker, Josh McCown. Okay. Right. Josh McCown got his head kicked in for over a decade. He was tough. Right. He played. That That's what he was. Yep. But anyways, yep. Uh, this has been over almost an hour and 20 minutes now. Um, we'll definitely have a recap of the browns Bengals game, however... It ends up, uh, obviously, me and Jordan both think that the Browns will not come out victorious. But, hey, maybe they'll surprise us. Who knows? Therapy uh, Monday. Therapy uh, Monday. It, definitely. Definitely on the table. But just a reminder, like, subscribe, comment, share, tell your friends and family. If you don't, it's stealing. This podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, SoundCloud. This is BelieveOne.com and RealBrownsFans.com. <laughs>